Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful hosts, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, kings and queens. Thank you so much for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker uh, by the name of Amiko, which is an international published model, advocate, actress, apparel owner, owner, and so much more. Um, today she's going to be sharing her journey of having vitiligo. Uh, but before we get into her amazing story, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself or any fun facts that I didn't share about yourself? Um, oh, I love to uh, paint. I love, um, I, I just love making people feel really good about themselves. Like I, I, I like, it makes me feel good when I inspire other people to live their best life. Okay, okay. What is something that you enjoy baking? Is it just cakes or do you like cookies or is it anything that you do that's extra extraordinary? Um, Wait, about bacon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, about bacon. I, I can bake some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing to bake? Um, you know, brownies. I love brownies. <laughs> I'm really, really good at baking brownies. Okay. Brownies are good. Brownies are good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about your life and how was everything growing up? Um, you know, as, a, as a teenager um, growing up, I'm from Louisiana. That's where I'm originally from. Um, I'm in Texas now, but I'm from Louisiana. So I grew, grew up in the South. Um, and as a young teenage girl, I was, I never had the LIGO um, as a teenager. I didn't get it till I was like 25 years old. Okay. But being a teenager, just being an African-American, dark-skinned woman, I got teased and made fun of. Boys used to throw crickets on, on me. They told me that I was ugly um, because I was dark-skinned. Um, and so it, that made me, like, really insecure about being a dark-skinned girl. Um, it wasn't until I became a woman, an adult woman, where I began to, like, they don't know what they're talking about. Chocolatism. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> I was like, they don't know what they're talking about. They was little boys. And me, my, my daddy used to tell me this all the time. He used to say, they only said that because they liked you and they just didn't know how to express that. When I went to my 10-year class reunion, it was on my tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got where I go at um, the age of 25. I was like, you know, like well in my 20s. And then one day I woke up 
and I had a spot underneath my eye, and then I had a spot underneath my arm. And the spot underneath my eye didn't bother me that much because I was like, maybe it's a little scab. You know, like sometimes you might like, I, I would have nails, so maybe I cut myself on my nail or something. Mm-hmm. And I found another spot, the one that was under my arm, and I started to be like, hmm, I wonder what this could be. Um, I knew that I had an appointment to go uh, to my um, physical doctor, my, um, Lord, I lost my finger, but to, I, I knew to my family doctor, I knew that I had an appointment um, with my um, regular physician, like my family physician. Um, and so I was like, whenever I get to that appointment, I'm going to just show him kind of like, you know, the spots. And then when I got there, he, he was kind of weird about it. He, he told me that the spot could be um, from me shaving. But then I was like, that doesn't make no sense because then why got the spot in my eye? Where it came right. from? Um, and so then um, he was like, well, let's, just, let's try not to use shaving you to um, use nair, which nair going to come in later when I see mm-hmm. it. <laughs> he was like, use nair. <laughs> And so I was like, okay. And I used the girl, I almost burnt myself using that. I know no matter if they use that, you gotta be like, it's a science to use in Um, So I um, I was like, okay. Well, then one day, you know, I'm taking a shower, and then I noticed that spot that was under my arm mm-hmm. is getting bigger. So then I'm like, okay, so this can't be what you think it is. So one of my friends, um, she does makeup and stuff. She told me, she said, maybe you should go see a dermatologist. Right. And have them look at it. And um, and, t- and and so I was like, okay. So I made an appointment, but it took me about a month to get into that appointment. But in that month's time, my vitiligo had spread it so much. And I was like, okay, something is wrong. And I, and I was like scared. You know, I thought I had skin cancer. I didn't know what it could have been. Right. When I finally made it to the appointment, I go in like tears down my face, and I'm like, "You gotta help me because I don't know what is going on. The spot is under my eyes bigger, and the one under my arm has been spread like to half of my arm. So I'm like, something is wrong. Like, what is wrong? And he was like, "Calm down. Um, it's not what you think it is. I can tell you what it is right now." And I'm like, "Okay, what is it?" <laughs> and he was like, "It's a skin condition called vitiligo." And I was like, vitiligo? He was like, yeah. Um, he started telling me what vitiligo was, that vitiligo was an autoimmune disorder that mm-hmm. causes white patches to form up on the skin because the cells that make up the color of your skin, they died. And like at that time, he was talking gibberish because like, I, I didn't understand nothing he was saying. Um, then he kind of pulled out his laptop and he started showing me images of other people with the condition. And I swear he must have used the most terrifying pictures of people with the most severe cases of vitiligo. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a monster. And I was immediately asking him, you know, like, okay, what can we do to get rid of it? Like, I'm just now starting to, like, I'm in my 20s, like, 25. I'm I'm just now starting to accept the fact that I'm a dark-skinned girl. Right. It's going and, and wait. So I'm now I'm not gonna be dark skin no more. Like what is going on? This is so crazy though. 
remember as a teenager, I used to pray to be like, I guess you just want to be careful what you Uh huh. Show me these images, and I was terrified. I got him up. He, I asked him a couple of questions, and I asked him, you know, like, is there a treatment? Is there anything that I could do? He explained to me, you know, there's no cure for little I go. And so I'm like, so I'm supposed to walk around like this? And he was like, yeah. He was like, you are going to have to accept the fact that you have this condition because it's going to be a part of your life for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, my God. And so he, and he, gave, me, um, he gave me a cream, a topical cream that he said slowed the progression of it down. Okay. But then so I got home and I started doing my research and I started to see that it had it was a steroid cream. So I didn't want to put chem- those kind of chemicals in my body, you know? Um, so I, I stopped taking the steroid cream. But when I stopped taking the steroid cream, my vitiligo started progressing even faster after I took yeah. using the cream. I called my mom on the way home um, from the dermatologist and I'm crying. And, I'm, and all I'm thinking about is, you know, like, I have four children. By that time I had four kids, and I'm married, you know, I'm young married, you know, like we hadn't, we was missing after like five years. And okay. here I am, like, I'm going to completely, my face is going to change. I'm, am I even going to look the same? Am I going to be the same person? You know, I all kinds of thoughts started going through my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, is my husband going to find me attractive anymore? Are my kids going to be afraid of me or ashamed of me. Like all of these things going through my mind. And my mom, she um, is such a, a, a godly, this amazing mom. And she, you know, was like, get out your head. You know what I'm saying? No matter right. what happens with this skin condition, you are going to be beautiful no matter what. And it was easy for her to say because she didn't have to prove that. You know what I'm saying? And so I listened to what she said, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got to figure out how to hide this. Like, this is just too much. So my friend, the one that suggested that I to go to a dermatologist, her name is Cliffany uh, Garrison, and she was a makeup artist. She's a, and she's an amazing makeup artist. And so shout out to Cliffany. <laughs> taught me how to cover my uh, vitiligo. She um, told me about this um, medicine called, I mean, this, uh, this, uh, cover-up cream called Dermablin. And typically it's used to cover up tattoos. So it's a very thick consistency. So I would have to, they didn't have my exact color because I'm, you know, so dark. So right. I have to like match it with a lighter color and kind of like blend it and mix it. Color. And so, um, and then I had to use that on top of foundation, on top of setting powder, on top of uh, concealer, just a lot. So it literally took me like an hour and 45 minutes just to do my face, just to get it like even and where nobody can notice it. But what's crazy with it, I think about it right now, I think about it now is that I spent all that time covering up my face. Because <laughs> then it started spreading to my hands, to my feet, and different places in my body. 
And so I, it was like, what was the point of me covering this my face? People still saw the little light rope on my hands and everything. And so um, I spent 12 years covering my little light rope. So we just stop right there and then y'all can ask me something else and then we can ask all my answers. But I spent 12 years covering my little Lego uh, until, you know, I met this amazing guy. And then we can go. Now y'all can ask some questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back. I do want to ask you, what? how was that conversation with your husband at the time, you know, being as though your skin was going to change and then even having a conversation with your children. Cause you said you have four children at that time, correct? Mm-hmm. How did that conversation take place? Um, with my husband, he, he up short, like on an already okay. a lot. So when he came back is when I had to like break the news that, you know, I went to, and then, you know, what's crazy is now that I think about, I think about it before that, but one of my cousins, uh, she's an older cousin. She's probably like a fourth cousin, but she had vitiligo. Mm-hmm. And I used to see her cover her vitiligo. And so I think that's that's what made me automatically think I got to cover up my vitiligo. Mm-hmm. She uh, covered her vitiligo. And so at that time that I remember that she had it. And so I, when my husband got back, you know, I, I sat him down and I was like, you know, I went to the dermatologist. Um, they told me I have a skin condition, you know, called vitiligo. Um, I was like, you know, my my uh, skin is going to change and um, I'm going to turn white. And he was like, what, like Michael Jackson? Because I don't know whatever people th- just think about it. Right, that's the first thing that comes <laughs> Yeah. <to> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he was what, like Michael Jackson? And I was like, yeah. And I like Michael, yeah, like Michael Jackson. I was like, um... And he was like, okay, you know, uh, all right. And then he wasn't, you know, it wasn't complicated, the conversation with him. The complicate, the complicated conversation was with my children. Right. Explain to them, you know, look, mommy, because um, they kept asking, you know, mommy, why do you have all, you have a lot of these patches, I mean, white stuff on you. Are, are, are you do you want to be white? And I'm like, no, no. I said, no, a mommy doesn't want to be white. You know, mommy has uh, a condition called vitiligo and um, it is going to change mommy's skin. It's taking the color out of mommy's skin. And so mommy might look white, but I'm still mommy. You know, like right. I'm not going to change um, and nothing is going to change about me, but the color of my skin. And, you know, they were just more concerned about did, did I want to, like, do I want to be a white woman? Or do I want to do, like, what's going on? And I was like, no, I don't want to be white. But I, I want to be black. And I'm going to always be black no matter what. I'm going to be black. black this and my baby daughter, she was like, well, I wanted you to do a brown like me. That's what we had in common. That's sad. Because, you know, then I'm like, but I was like, I'm still brown. Mom, mommy still has some brown. I said, it's not guaranteed that mommy is going to be all white. I, I might have a little bit of white in your patches and stuff, but I don't know that I'm going to be all white. We're just going to have to play it by ear and see how it goes. 
Um, but I was like, I don't want y'all to be, um, you know, ashamed of me and uh, feel scared of me or something. If y'all don't see me without my makeup. Um, and they were like, mommy, you know, we, we, we don't care uh, what you look like. And so, and that went on until they are like a grown adults now. And mm -hmm. they would fuss me when I used to, like when they became teenagers. And I will cover my vitiligo. They will be so mad because it took me so long to get ready. They were ready to go. Like, <laughs> let's go. What think it's called? Let's go. You take it. No, no, no. Then my daughter was mama. I don't know why you feel like you gotta. You know what I'm saying? Why you feel like you gotta put makeup on you? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and, but it was, I own. Insecurities within myself, and then I'm like, I'm the type of person I don't like to be questioned. You know what I'm saying? I, this I guess is the Aquarius to me. I don't like. <laughs> don't ask me no questions. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm not answering no questions. And so it got kind of aggravating when people kept saying, "Well, why? Why is your hands white? Why is your feet white? Like, what's wrong with you?" Like, is that contagious? And mm -hmm. so it gets irritating and it would make me angry. And mm -hmm. I'm a person, I'm a happy person. I'm a, I'm a, you know, just, I go with the flow and, and that started to make me angry. People was just like, they didn't want to take money out of my hands and stuff. Oh, like, wow. you know, this is uh, this is some 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 magic that you can't get. Like this is my own magic, you know. Mm -hmm. But people just you know was being weird and stuff. So you know, I felt like you know just not to have all these different questions. I'ma just cover it, you know. Stop living peace, peace before I have to give somebody the peace. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I love that. Was there ever yeah. a time in your life that you felt like resentment because, you know, being a dark skinned woman at a time and then you will always pray, you know, you want your skin just to be a little bit lighter and then you got this condition. Did you ever feel like it was your fault? Yeah, that's why I told you that earlier. Like, you should be careful what you have for because God might actually give you what you have for. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, like, now, you know, I, I just... I love black women, you know, mm -hmm. I love us. And I have two, you know, a caramel daughter and a dark skin daughter. And so it's just like, I was, I was sad. And I, I felt like I was losing a part of my identity mm. as an African-American woman by being white. And people were confusing me, my race. And so I was like, man, I shouldn't have said that. Like I should, when I was a kid, you know, I should have never been thinking that. I should, I should have been proud to be who I was. You know, those were, they were kids. We were all kids at the time. And so that's what kids do. They want to they joke around and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, so I was kind of mad at myself that I allowed, because, you know, when you deck those things out into the atmosphere, they, they, they come back sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I like I had spoke a curse over my life, you know, over my body by saying that. Um, and so yeah, I kind of I kind of resented 
like speaking that over my life. What was your transition from, you know, putting the makeup on for 12 years to just be like, you know what? I'm done with putting this makeup on. I'm done covering my my beauty. Where when did the transition take place within yourself? Girl, let me tell you, it was I had a divorce from my ex from my children's father. We got mm-hmm. a divorce in there and I'm not working out. And I had met this guy who I'm married to now. Okay, yeah. congratulations. Okay. <laughs> because I literally tried to hide my little life go from him, right? Which I don't know how I did that because it's just on my hands. But he didn't even notice that it was on my hands too. He was laughing now because like, I didn't even notice. I guess he was like just so um, enamored by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He told his dad he was pussy him, so he didn't even know this. So he would say, I would take too long to I, when I, if he was coming pick me up to go on a date, I would he be like, I'm I'm well, I'm gonna come to the house like about an hour before and I'd be like, ah <laughs> be like, no, 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 don't don't pop up to my and I told him I said, Don't you ever pop up to my house ever. <laughs> Like, ever. <laughs> like, one day, one day, he just like he popped up. Like he was like, "Well, I wanted to go to the store, and I was wondering if you wanted to come with me." And he was like, "Can I could take you get some ice cream or something afterwards?" And so I was like, "I never even noticed that I didn't have no makeup on." Like I was talking to him, <laughs> didn't even know because when I'm home, I won't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I went out in public or when I was around people, my kids got to see me like this. Mm-hmm. I haven't even, I didn't even notice that I had makeup on. And he was like, wait, that's you? And then I, I was just like, that's me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I can know you. I didn't know that was, that was on your face too. And then I was like, <laughs> 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 doing and he opened the door back and he was like wait so you have this on your face too and I was like yeah I do and he was like so you've been makeup it like to hide it from me and I was like not just the world (laughs) 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 he was like he was like um well you don't have to do that um you're beautiful I it's like actually actually beautiful like this than the other way. He was just like, damn, how much makeup they could <laughs> like you don't want to know a lot. <laughs> and then he was like, bro, it is hot outside. Like <laughs> so with all that makeup. And he was just like, I don't really think. That you should you should cover it, and then I I sat I sat him down, and I explained to him you know what was going on, and I told him you know look if you want to stop dating me because of this you know I understand and he was like girl no obviously more than because I don't care about that he was like I just don't think that you should cover it up but it took me a little while like actually look he coming in the door. It took me a little speaking of him. So it took me a little while to actually like be okay with it. Like, 
now we're gonna make it. So I took babysitting. Mm-hmm. So I would go like around the corner to the gas station without, you know, or not nowhere in a big public place. That's what I was telling to one of my followers uh, today that messaged me on Facebook and was asking me how I, ex- how how I got to this point. I I was patient with myself, you know. I took baby, so if I I, I didn't go into a, like a big public setting without makeup, but I'll go around the corner to the gas station. Or I might go, you know, to one of my friend's house without it, with her family. But it wasn't like a lot of people. It was probably mm-hmm. people, you know. So I, I, I kind of like took baby steps to get to that. And then one day, you know, I had got invited to this birthday party. And I called myself that I was also, I was like, I'm going to beat my face. And I'm going to be so bad. <laughs> Thing and I had to outfit and I was like, go to go to the birthday party because my friend had invited me to the birthday party where they was gonna have all kind of people there. So, girl, when I tell you that I sweated like a party <laughs> <laughs> source, I, I I forgot that I had makeup on and I was wiping my face. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just started to unveil, right? <laughs> Like, oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I can't go see. <laughs> and then I went and go see, and it was Damien. I had wiped it all off. And she was like, I didn't need that. That's why I told you that you don't need to wear this makeup. It is too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what convinced me to go outside in 110 degree weather. <laughs> 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 but I, well, I, you know, I, I thought it was. I thought I knew what I was doing. You know, I, I was I was so protective over myself and that in my condition, you know. Mm-hmm. And one day, that day, the next day, I didn't wear no more makeup. I was just like, I can't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm too. It's too. It's too hot. I'm tired. I, and I seen a video on Facebook, and it was of Winnie Harmon. She was a contestant on America, uh, what is it called? America's Next Top Model. Okay. She was telling her story. And my, uh, my husband and I, we were laying in the bed, and he was like, look, they got a, it's a model, and, and she looked just like you. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're watching it, and I'm listening to her story, and it inspired me, and I was just like, you know what? I, I'm doing this for the wrong reason, you know? I'm, I'm doing this. I'm not doing this because it's something that I want to do. I'm doing this because I'm trying to please everybody else but myself. And I need to worry about myself and what I feel. And so, but taking off that makeup was the most freeing thing that I possibly ever could have uh, done for myself. It is this so many demons. It was really, I mean, just taking off that makeup, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just all fear, you know, all the fear of judgment from other people, like, was just gone. And I was finally able to actually be the person that God had called me to be. And I realized that you know, me having the LIGO 
was actually a blessing. And it was, I was, he gave it to me for a reason. Ron used to tell me this all the time. God don't make no mistake. He do everything for a reason. And so I started to realize that it was a blessing because no lie, it saved me from a lot. You know, a lot. And so letting that makeup go was, was probably the best thing that I ever did for myself because when I did that, the blessing started raining in and a freaking email. And I was like, so excited. Like somebody, you know, we, I was, they was like, we would love to tell the story. And I'm like, story. And they was like, we would like to do the LIGO journey. And um, we want to document magazine. And then we want to bring you on the TV show in the UK. I'm so excited. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I, I had the wrong idea of I'm going to be famous. I, like, now that I think about it, I, I should have been like, all the people that I am going to bless, all the people yeah. that I'm going to change by just sharing my story and my journey to acceptance of who I am. You know, I had the wrong idea at the time. You know, I was excited, you know, my first magazine article about me. But when I did the magazine article, the people in the freaking magazine article that was commenting were so freaking ugly. And I hadn't prepared myself for that. Mm, the type of attention. Yeah. yeah. So mm. my friend, I remember uh one of my friends was a photographer. He was like, Don't read the comments. Right. <laughs> don't read the comments. <laughs> don't read the comments. <laughs> don't, the comments. And me, I'm it. Don't listen. Aquarius, don't listen. And I'm I'm reading. Read. <laughs> and I cried like a baby. Cause I was like, wow. like I'm like they don't know. To be here, mm -hmm. like, only me be here. Why? Some, what did I do wrong? Like, all I'm trying to do is be myself. And, and, and people are saying the most calling me an animal, calling me a cow, calling me a parooka. It's just. <laughs> Just all kinds of disgusting names. Um, calling me a wigger. Like, wow. I asked my husband, What is a wigger? And he was like, It's a, a white N word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, that's so. And so then I realized, the next one, you know what I'm saying? But it really, really, really hurt me. Mm. And I realized. I had to prepare myself for that kind of attention, you know, that I, I needed to maybe go to counseling, mm -hmm. maybe talk, talk to someone. And so I found a counselor and I uh, and started getting some help and started talking to somebody, you know what I'm saying? To kind of get me through, you know, my whole journey to self-acceptance. I realized that I wasn't as strong as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. Saying and that I that I needed something, and it was the best. Because and I know y'all getting down. Now I know black people y'all don't like to go. Y'all need to go. Y'all need. To go. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most freeing, most amazing things. 
just to sit down and just get that unpack that pain out and get it out. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. Baby, why? It's one of the best feelings in the entire world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so then I was like, okay, I'm good now. What they want to do? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm strong. I'm confident now. What, what's popping? And so it did it didn't bother me anymore. Like, fully now, on, on my platform, if I go on my lives, event, you know, like, if you guys come on there, people be telling me all them things I think. Mm -hmm. Now I have a, a fan base, and so I have moderators. They will send you right to the block party. They don't play <laughs> <laughs> I don't let that affect me because nobody can tell me how to feel about me. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, exactly. Nobody. Nobody has the right to tell me how to feel about me. So I'm like, y'all call me whatever y'all want, but one thing y'all can't say is that I'm not a baby. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't say I ain't a baby. Y'all can because like, that's all they got. It's like, that I, I got better life do. Okay, what else? They don't got nothing else. That's all they got. Mm -hmm. you know? so it's just like, mm -hmm. I just realized that people are going to be people and it's nothing that I could do about people being people. Right. Yeah. And there's no who I am. And, and stand strong in that. Yeah. And I also think it's, you know, with people in society now, it's because just because you're different, they think they, they see it as wrong, you know? And there's so many people, you know, that look so different from everyone whether it's your skin condition or your how your body is shaped or, you know, they're expecting people to have this perfect body and perfect skin and just the, the perfection in that. And we're very flawed. So they start to judge you, you know, and because they don't want to understand it when we're all flawed. We all have scars. We all have, you know, blemishes and, you know, yeah, you know. women have children. Our bodies change, you know. Bodies change. You lose weight. You gain weight. You know, everyone has stretch marks, scars, and some people don't. You know, don't want to see that. They just, they just, they have to see everything so from a perfection on the eye, and that's not how it goes. I wish we were all perfect and we have perfect and good skin. Yeah. You know what it is though, <laughs> because of social media. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. Mm -hmm. And I don't and I'm not trying to diss the Instagram models because they're beautiful. But it's all these women like now it's a trend to get a BBL. Mm -hmm. you know, like some girls don't want a BBL. Like comfortable mm -hmm. with their fupa, whatever it's called. <laughs> you know, like with my little fupa. I need fupa. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people demonize real bodies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A natural, like and natural is beautiful. Yeah, you know? it's it's authentic. It's real. Mm -hmm. But they demonize it, and so that's the problem. Mm -hmm. I agree. Can you uh give us some myths on when people assume when it's coming to someone that has vitiligo? Can you what? give us some myths on it? Myths. Which is myths? Can you give some myths? Can you express some myths on vitiligo? So people think that oh, what's one of the myths? Because I did this little this little thing 
they think that we could just bleach our skin with bleach <laughs> and and it's gonna be all white. Like you take away all the black with with some bleach. No, man, don't don't use no bleach. You don't need them. there's a chemical. You can't you can't skin. So that's a myth. Okay. That um or they say, Oh, she bleached her skin. He like, like how did I bleach it though? Looks like mm-hmm. you know, that's a treatment. You can't do you already bleach. What else? Um, they say it's it's contagious. It's not contagious, or they say it's hereditary. In some people, it might be hereditary. Okay. I've seen say if you eat certain food, you can give it a lot of That's not true. It was it's in your DNA. Mm. Mm, okay. To do with you eating certain foods or you know putting certain things on your skin. It's just I believe uh, vitiligo is embedded in our DNA. And then when some trauma or something happens, um, because vitiligo is typically triggered through stress. Not for everything, but for some people. And so sometimes you'll have like a big in your life, like a big, you know, something a big happen, and then you might get a spot. Okay. Um, so okay. people think it's contagious. You can't catch it, Jeff, at all. You can touch me till you blue on the face, but don't touch me though, because we got monkey pop. <laughs> 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 don't touch me though. But you can touch me till you blue on the face, and it's you're not gonna get it. it it's 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 one minute out on you. Does the sun affect your condition at all? Like anybody can get sunburned, but does it does it affect your condition in a in a worse way than just, you know. I get severely sunburned. Okay. <laughs> I don't like what a Caucasian person has whenever they go out in the sun. They have to, like, lather in sunscreen. I have to do that. Because, girl, oh, I have big old red marks. My, my forehead oh. is red. This, this, everything will be red. And mm-hmm. I got a, my first sunburn. We went to, um, to Florida, my husband and I, and to Miami. And I, they was like, well, on the way, they were so excited because we had never been to, to Miami before. And they was like, let's get down at the beach. Like, we took a state for, for 15 minutes. Well, 15 minutes turned into the, a horror story for me. Because, girl, my freaking face was on fire. And I only stayed oh my goodness. maybe 20 minutes. Wow. Country. And so I ain't never did that again. Like, every time I go outside and I'm going to be outside at the beach and stuff like that, I drench myself down in, in sunscreen. So, yeah, it does affect it. And, we, and we're susceptible to uh, skin cancer. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we have to protect our skin with, you know, with sunscreen and stuff like that. We have to be careful the chemicals that we put on our skin. Right. Okay. Is there, like, you said, you mentioned earlier about that you were taking the steroid cream. Is is there any other uh, treatment available? For, um... Well, the FDA just approved. Uh, uh, the FDA just approved a new medication okay. for people with So I don't want it, but maybe other people who have a condition who are not yet, you know, comfortable in their skin, maybe they can take it. But there's a new FDA medication that was just approved to be used. You know. Slow, I don't know if it cures it or if it slows down the progression. I, I haven't done my research on it yet. Okay. 
I'm just not interested. Like I'm, I'm good. Like you know, but those who are not, you know, because some people are very, they don't like it. Like mm-hmm. they want to be their original self. But I be telling them they are they self. It's just some skin, right? It's just color. You only and people like to say that we're two colors. No, we're not. We're one. We're one color. We are losing our color. So we don't have color. So when you have no color, you know what it is. White. So that. Uh, so I'm not two colors. I'm one color. I'm black. Mm-hmm. Here. Mm. Like that. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let's speak on that. What advice can you actually provide for anyone that has vitiligo or doesn't, you know, fully understand the skin condition? You know, listen. I understand that it's a lot of stress when you first get the condition. It's kind of traumatizing a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I felt like I lost my identity. But you didn't lose your identity. You're still in there. You're still in inside. You're still yourself. You know, it's just, it's just some skin. You're alive. You can't go to the beach and. Love, you can live. You don't have to be confined to your skin. Like, what's that song mean? I am not my hand. I am not my hand. You are not skin. You know what I'm saying? You can still live everyday life. Thank God. Who cares what people say? Baby, if you. They be talking about Beyonce, Jeff. <laughs> Beyonce is beautiful. She's one of the most beautiful black women in the world. And they be talking about Beyonce. It's not like, mm-hmm. if they talk about Beyonce, what you think they're going to do? They're going to talk about you, too. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. who cares? Like, go live your life. Go be the best you that you can be. Go accomplish your goals. You know what I'm saying? Don't. Don't worry about people's main concern with having vitiligo and their battle is insecurity. You know, worrying about what other people have to say. You know, it's like, girl, to get them people. Who are they? They're not perfect. No, the Bible says no man is perfect. But God, you know, don't worry about that. Those people, don't worry about nothing. Just go live your life and enjoy it. Life is beautiful. Yes. So, who is your biggest inspiration? I know we all have one. Who is yours? <laughs> oh, my biggest inspiration, Michelle Obama. Um, Michelle Obama. I think she's watching her navigate through the White House as the first African-American, you know, uh, her husband was the president. What I wanted to say, I lost it. As the first lady, I mean, these people were so faithful to her. They called her angry all the time. So freaking smart and intelligent. She never, one of my favorite quotes from her, it's when they go low, we go high. You that's know? right. And, and and that's how you gotta be. That's that's the main mentality you gotta have because people think that they're gonna be people. There's nothing in the body. But you gotta open yep. yourself up. They they don't t- try to tear you down. Mm-hmm. 
gotta just, you gotta just get higher and higher and higher and higher. And so you can no more, you know? And so I love Michelle Obama. I think she navigated through the White House and, and the eight years that she uh, did. I just, she's like my hero, you know? Like, I was like, you don't play no games. <laughs> yeah, they definitely tried to tear her down. You know, they wanted her to be that angry black woman. My mom, my mom, bro. She taught me how to be a strong black woman. Mm. How to, when things get rough, she, she taught me how to be strong and how to navigate through life. She just taught me how to be a mother, helped me navigate through motherhood, a mother. She's everything to me, like everything. I don't know. I'm the woman that I am because of her. So my number one hero is my mom. And then Michelle Obama. Okay. <laughs> mama, mama always comes mom first. Too. Right. Mama knows what she's <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you uh, get into becoming an advocate and um, share some of your accomplishments that you've had? I know that you've been in magazines and... Uh, this way, in a, in a couple of weeks. Oh, Okay. So yeah, go ahead and share oh, nice. your share your journey of how you became an advocate, and then you know express all your accomplishments that you have thus far. I was actually in a commercial with the Latin singer Maluma for Spinoff. I was also mm -hmm. in a commercial for Nails, the first ever African American woman with vitiligo. So and I'm I'm like in so many of the ads on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. Even got offered to be on a TV show. The Circle. I don't know if you know what the circle. Oh, yeah, I know The Circle. My son loves that show. To the UK to be on the show. I just didn't make it a show. I had to leave because I had an emergency. But, like, I've been on multiple news articles. Like, oh, my God, so many. And how I, became, how I did that was by just sharing my journey. You know, being open. People contacted me and was asking me about my life and my experiences and how I grew to be this strong, confident woman. Like they wanted to know that, like, you know, they wanted to say, how did you come to be this strong, confident woman? And I, so <laughs> I shared my story like multiple times. I mean, I, I've been in articles in Africa, mm. Indonesia, um, in like countries all over the world. Nice. And, I, and I'm so proud of myself because I worked really, really hard to um to get to the places I did. So when somebody tells you what you can't do, and I'm five one. Okay. Well, Come on. <laughs> I too. Is that with heels? <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do. Okay. And so um, you can do anything that's mine too. Um I've been in, in some movies. Um I'm about to be in another movie in a horror film. And so I'm so excited, you know to be able to accomplish all of these goals. I'm a little TikTok superstar. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've done a lot of things. And how does that make you feel, you know, being at where you were and then, you know, fast forwarding and seeing your life now? How does, besides feeling accomplished, but how does that make you feel inside? It makes me feel proud. 
proud that I did not let my skin, this skin, define who I was. Mm. And that mm. I went out into the world and I did everything that they said that I couldn't do. So it makes me proud, you know, to yes, be a, a Black woman just navigating through, you know, this America, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And accomplishing all of the things that I said that I was, I remember telling my husband, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. And then every time I did it, he said, <laughs> you know, so, and that made me feel good, you know, to know that I never gave up and that I'm a warrior. Mm-hmm. I never let my fear get the best of me. I, you know, I rose, you know, in, in the face of adversity and, you know, and through the challenges of life and I'm making an impact on this world. And so when I'm gone, whenever that time God decides he want to take me home, I know that I did everything that I wanted to do. And so it'll, I'll be at peace knowing that, you know, like I accomplished a lot of things that normal people probably can accomplish. So makes me proud, you know? I love that. Thank you so much for your story and, and for coming on and sharing what you've been through, where you're at now. We have a question we ask all our guest speakers. What makes you uncommon? What makes me uncommon? The fact that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncommon. Like people, are, like, I don't worry about that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Just because you get everybody's entitled to their, it's a, it's a like asshole. Everybody got one. Everybody got one. Everybody got an opinion. It's not. I don't care what you feel like. I should feel like, or what you feel like. I should act like, or what you feel. I don't care what you feel. And so that makes me uncomfortable because I don't get. <laughs> that part. <laughs> yeah, that part. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You gotta that, get that is... Um, they got a TikTok. What is a um? It's a uh. What, what TikTok is a uh? Dang, I can't think of it. But it's like uh, not a, It's a genre. <laughs> what is the It's a genre. Every, everybody not in it. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you know. Mm-hmm. I just happen to not. A lot of people need to know about what other people think. But right. They and they let exactly. them mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. Yep. They literally are living their life for other people. Other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not that. Like, girl, you got to have your own journey. Right. You can't do yep. stuff because you see somebody. People like to follow, follow. I'm the leader. So they mm-hmm. follow me. You know? Yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. follow me. I set the terms. I say what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what it is. The end. It's, it's true. You have to be like that because, you know, we live, we live in that. We get so stuck in living in through what others say. And mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. I love it. And you lose yourself. You lose yourself trying mm-hmm. to please people. And then you, mm-hmm. you get to a place where you're like, who am I? You know, you have mm-hmm. to learn how to love yourself and be you and not care what other people. Do. And then you go back and you be like, 
I just want to do it. Mm-hmm. Girl, you care. Because you care so much. Mm-hmm. You care so much. I should have never did that. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, and now you got to live yeah. the that you made. You know right. what I mean? Because like, you care. Yeah. And my daddy used to tell me, he used to say, we all fall short of the glory of God. Saying nobody is, is yep. nobody is perfect because right. sin, the sin, is the sin, it's the sin. No matter how you slice it, a sin is a sin. We all sin. He knew we would all sin. That's why he died on the cross for our sin. So listen, that means you don't have to be perfect. Because he knew he was going to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect man, him. Amen. Gonna make mistakes, you know. It's okay. Learn from them and become a better person because of your mistake. Yes. Find who you are. It's a mistake. Everybody's entitled to that, you know. And I think people go yeah. cancel culture. I hate that. I hate that. You know. Because listen. Yes, people like everybody was like trying to beat up. The sauce Santana for saying the things that he had said about Beyonce's daughter and like all the you know, but they be beating that these people are human beings. Right. They human beings and they make mistakes. And I'm pretty yeah. sure he felt like crap behind the scenes when he had all these black women saying, How could you Right bashing it? Mm-hmm. To black black young girl. You know, talking about her hair and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure behind the scenes, you don't know what these people go behind the scenes. That's true. So yeah. Eyes out, listening to, he lost a lot of fans. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that hurt. You know, the only thing that you can do is, I made a mistake. I think he should apologize, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, you yeah. said, you typed the tweet publicly, so you should have. Uh, Apologize publicly. Publicly, right? Yeah. So, like, he, he he didn't have to apologize to her. I mean, he didn't have to apologize to the world, but he gonna apologize to her. But you disrespect yeah. publicly. So, yeah, I still have her. Be accountable publicly, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. We'll tell you yeah. that, brother. We love you, you know. But you you got it. You know, I think he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Be accountable, like you said, be accountable for your act. Yeah. And too, many, and too many people lack that nowadays, which is a shame, you know. And I think when you hold yourself accountable, that makes you a real person. We that makes you more too. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, if I, they don't think that I'm because I said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And you saying you're sorry makes you strong. Mm hmm. Saying owning up to your responsibility yeah. to an adult. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what it does. It makes you an adult. And it makes you it makes you listen. If you're trying to be like, you know, people are not gonna be able to connect to that, relate to that. I know a lot of people don't like Cardi B, you know, because she you know is outspoken and stuff like that, but she did her authentic self. You know, that's who yeah. she is. Mm-hmm. You gotta take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, I, I you know, I, I prefer that I don't, you know. 
it's like you can't say anything. Like you can't say that she's fake because she's herself. That's just who she is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got some people that rock with it and some people that don't. But yeah, that's, that's how it is, you know. Yeah, and people can relate to that because they know they're human. They make mistakes. Right. Yeah. Is yeah. And that's why she has such a huge platform because people can connect to her. They feel her. You know, she been places. She been places that a lot of people won't say they've been. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world is a scary and can be an ugly place. But you know what? There's always beauty when you actually sit down and just really look at things. There is. Well, thank you so much, Amiko, for, you know, your journey, for your story, for your accomplishments. And hope someone this evening would take heed to what what you have experienced, what you have gone through. And... Thank you so much, and thank you for our followers this evening for tuning in. Shinera, do we have any comments from the audience? Uh, no questions, just a comment seeing that kids are blessing when you were speaking about taking all along, and your kids like, hurry up, Mom. You ain't got to put that makeup on. Yes. yes kids are a blessing and thank you again and thank you to our followers for tuning in this evening Um, make sure you check out our apparel at www.uncommonwomen.net as well as make sure you go and check out our youtube channel at uncommon women podcast make sure you tune in with me next month instagram live sorry about that instagram live september 13th at 7 p.m central I have an amazing lady that she's going to speak about sickle cell awareness. And again, you can check me out at Instagram Live. Her name is Uncommon Three Women. Make sure you come check me out. As well as make sure you tune in again next week for an amazing testimony for a lady that she has conquered addiction. And make sure you tune in at 7 p.m. Central once again. And if you or anyone would love to come on our platform or any, especially for an awareness, if you have any awarenesses that you would love to come on, um, you could email us at uncommon3women at gmail.com. And as always, everyone, don't forget to stay uncommon. Bye. Bye.